Welcome to this episode of The Drone Report. I'm your host, Tom Montreville, here with my co-host, Anthony Fowler. And on this episode, we have none other than Jeff West, a.k.a. everyone likes to call him. My name is Jeff. Jeff, how's it going, brother? Hey, uh, it's going pretty good. I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Just just hanging out a little bit and really excited to get you on the podcast and be able to, you know, let everybody out there in the drone industry um, get a little bit more insight into FPV. So we met uh, Jeff West at the Thunderbird Drone Festival in Woodward, Oklahoma this past year, and he is a FPV race, drone racer. Um, if I have that correct, I've not been too much on that side of the, <laughs> the drones when we're in the commercial side. So um, just uh, if you would, just, you know, kind of introduce yourself a little bit and, um, you know, tell everybody you know, a little bit of who you are. And go from there. Yeah, so uh, my name is Jeff West, uh, a.k.a. My name is Jeff, and uh, it's a spinoff of the 22 Jump Street uh, spin and my name, obviously. And uh, so I've been flying for about five years. I've been racing FPV drones for probably about three to three and a half years. And um, I got in racing a 65 millimeter brushed whoop uh, from Jesse Perkins, uh, Mr. Tiny Whoop himself. And uh, I learned flight off of it, which is basically like DJI, but without the altitude hold. Um, so you kind of like manually control all these things. And once I kind of like gained my, my, my steps, I, uh, you know, I, I, I slowly started to train myself in manual flight, uh, which is basically if you strip the DJI all the way down to the bare minimum bones and fly it that way, uh, with a FPV camera attached to it, of course. But that's kind of how I got into it. I got into five inch racing and, uh, Last year, I finished 199th in uh, the world uh, with five-inch racing, and then uh, I'm right around uh, the pro class of tiny whoop racing, if anybody keeps up with tiny whoop racing. So uh, I'm a little bit faster in whoop racing, but I'm about middle pack of, of five-inch drones, so I'm trying to spend a little bit more time there. Sweet, man. Sweet. Yeah, so... Um, that. Yeah, when when we met, I have never I never put a drone in my hands, uh, an FPV style drone in my hands. Now, uh, we I fly a DJI Matrice 200v2, so it is a totally different ball game. And when you're saying that altitude control, I didn't realize what was meant. So when we were at that festival, and they were it, you guys were in between those races they actually allowed me to put the fpv up in the air and i wanted to bring it down so me having that knowledge of just let go of the sticks it comes back yeah it does not come back it goes straight to the ceiling <laughs> and keep yes it does it does not stop <laughs> so yeah yeah uh, so I, I didn't know if you i, I wanted to a real big thing just you know jumping in here and just kind of wanted to ask so how did you get did you fly drones prior to getting into fpv um what actually got you into drone flying so uh the biggest my biggest push i would say is um i actually used to um i'm, I'm 34 now and my 
my younger years were basically dedicated to um, skateboarding and BMX biking and all these extra extra things. And I got to the point now where I was like, I, I can't find anybody to film me doing these extracurricular activities. So basically, I was like, I need to find something that's stationary. I need something that will be able to fly me or, you know, find me. Uh, you know, doing all these things. And so I immediately got on, uh, YouTube and I started doing a whole bunch of research. Well, the one thing that pushed me and drove me to, uh, FPV was I looked up this person named Maddie, Maddie Stunts. And, uh, he was an FPV pilot out of, I think, Ontario. Oh. And, uh, he was doing this trick called a Maddie flip. It was something that he had designed himself. And was basically where you flip the drone upside down and you go through that same. Um, so like if you think of a fill goal post, so you, basically what you're doing is you're flipping over the front flipping over and around. Um, so you keep the, the one bar in view while you're front flipping around this object. And it was just so mind blowing to me of how he was able to keep this drone in the air while going upside down and basically reversing what would be is known as a power loop, which would be basically a backflip over a flat surface. Uh, and if you would think of that as an opposite of that, that's what a Matty flip is. And it's basically all in reverse. And he was doing it on this like hundred uh, foot tree that I, it just, it blew my mind. And I completely threw out all of my, I sold my, I had a, like a $500 professional scooter uh, that I was ripping all over town. I immediately sold it and uh, bought, bought into FPV and, Ever since then, I, I haven't looked back, and, and drones have been my secondary thing for you know going on five years now. So, hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so, do you do you only race, or do you do you shoot video as well? So I, I do both. I, I kind of dabble in a little bit of um, extracurriculars. So for me, ex those extra extra stuff is like doing drone inspections for insurance companies, uh, filming for weddings and um uh, i've here recently started chasing monster trucks i've got hired to do a little bit of chase footage for monster trucks which was really exhilarating um but it, coming you know dabbling a little bit and in, in, into what you like you guys do is is more um a learning experience for me just uh based upon like what you guys are doing and how I can incorporate that into what I do and, and the FPV side of it. Um, and, and I know that you guys are more interested in, in like the manual side of, of flying, which would be FPV, but sometimes it's quite the opposite. You know, I come from a stability platform where I can just throw the drone up and, and feel comfortable leaving it there for like 30 minutes and it filming whatever it films. Well, the FPV side is all about you being the camera because you're seeing from the cop cockpit view. So whatever you see is what the camera, the HD camera is going to pick up. So it basically takes your, your thought process of I have this stationary picture camera drone and then translating it over into now I'm the camera. What action shots can I get and how can I, uh, you know, obviously get a little bit more money from this, from this action shot. And, um, 
so that that's kind of where I've been going with. So you made a so you basically just made a made a transition from rolling stationary photographs, kit video, whatever, uh, onto like chase shots with with monster trucks. That's pretty damn cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's and just because you get the power mixture with with the, the sights, I mean, we don't, it doesn't take anything to carry a GoPro. Um, you know, and we're, we're tossing around these six SLs that you, I always kind of start off the conversation with FPV racing is my drone never sees, sees anything less than 80 miles an hour. Jeez. I heard, I heard you say that. I heard you say that when we met you at the, at the, uh, festival there, Thunderbird. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and I, it was, it was funny because, you know, we were, we were talking about like, well, my drone never, you know, never takes off the ground for any less than like 20 grand where my drone never sees anything less than 80 miles an hour when it's going around the track. <laughs> I thought it was like a really cool comparison. Yeah. I wish, I wish that thing didn't come off the ground unless it was 20 grand, but I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> hey, no, it, it was really cool. Uh, meeting Jeff out there and being able to talk to you and, and it was crazy because when we had that after party, and he, that's kind of when we actually first met was that after party for sure. the first day when you were there. And I mean, he's in an arm sling and <laughs> flying this drone around everybody. And I mean, he bounces off this and that. It's that tiny whoop. And, and I was like, that is the most amazing thing because just previously before that, when we looked at all those videos, watched all those videos, a lot of those were shot with FPV drones. And yep. like what you're saying, when you're out there trying to incorporate that, you know, with us at Next Gen Drones, we're, we're more on the um, inspection side of drones and, and, and looking at it on, on that side, not so much the FPV. So getting into that FPV for just a few seconds was a total shock, but it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. We're rolling on the on the workhorse side and getting to getting to come in and see see the other side i mean just just the fpv even even the tiny little whoops waste racing around the tracks i mean it, it definitely wasn't 80 mile an hour but still cool <laughs> as shit man it was still cool as shit yeah well i mean the biggest i guess you know fpv is cool and fpv you know kind of changed my my world a little bit with you know what i do uh, you know, the, the biggest thing that keeps me into FPV, uh, and kind of like the hidden side of, of uh, FPV culture is really just the community. And, uh, anybody that knows me or, uh, about what I do, uh, around, uh, the, you know, with the FPV drones is, is I'm very involved with the community. I, I would much rather me give up my fly time to see you fly and for you to race. And that's what made me ultimately fall in love with fpv is because i know that regardless of what i'm flying or uh, where i go to fly i know that my friends uh, are the pe- ultimately the people i'm competing against but after all that's set aside then it's we're all just the same people out having a lot of fun flying toy drones around with cameras on them hell yeah man and that's that's exactly what this podcast is about about bringing the drone community together with each other so i mean hell we can share ideas we can help uh other pilots this and that uh i mean whether they're just freelancing or they're uh having fun with one or flying commercially i mean we we want to get 
all the point of views and all the information out there for everybody that that is interested has a passion for drones and I, I mean i feel like that i mean listening to your story just in these few short minutes i mean you're you're all about it dude thank you yeah uh, I mean, we, we've put a lot of time and effort into it and, uh, we've met a lot of, you know, cool people like, your, like yourselves and, uh, along the way. And it's all about the experience for us and all about the community and, and, you know, how we can grow as a whole instead of as an individual is really, uh, is really what we're all about. So, uh, you know, I, I'm super glad that I had the opportunity to do everything that I've done and, you know, and that includes meeting you guys and getting this opportunity as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's real. So drones are still very much in their infancy right now. Um, mm-hmm. especially on the side that we're, we're, that, that we're on, uh, on the commercial side of drones is pretty much where we stay. But I did listen. I kind of wanted to ask you if you, I didn't know if you heard this, Jeff. So, um, the drone racing league DRL just landed a hundred million dollar sponsor deal from Algorand, which is a, um, they do, they're a, Oh, what is it with the, um, kind of like cryptocurrency, I guess yeah, is yeah, what they're, crypto. they're crypto. They're in crypto. Uh, crypto NFTs and yeah. Crypto. And yep. So they, now the DRL will be releasing tickets to racing events. They'll do the NFT, the non-fungible tokens and other fan collectibles on Algorand. So I didn't know, I know you were saying, you know, coming in, you're 199 in the world, like in FPV racing, like that's huge. In the, it may be in the whoops, that tiny whoop, but I mean, that's an amazing thing. So have you, have you thought of where you're at now? And, and like you said, I mean, you, you do a lot with the industry and we do too. You know, that's the main basis of this podcast is to go out there and share not only how to start a business and how to run a business like we do, but, but just to bring all that news and information for the drones. Where do you see yourself now and where you're kind of seeing yourself going as far as um, FPV drones? Uh, as far as myself, um, I'm, I'm really in limbo with it right now. Uh, I'm on the verge of, um, not racing as much as I would like to and, um, sacrificing that basically for the next uh, generation of pilot. Myself in five years is I want to see, uh, my, uh, whoop racing organization thrive and get to a, a point where we can actually deliver um, not only with, uh, the money winnings, um, but deliver and just the ra- overall racing itself. And in, in five years with that racing organization, I want to, uh, standardize whoop racing. Uh, so that way the pilot that is racing in this series knows exactly what they're getting into, exactly how the rules are going to be up- upheld and, uh, and, and get people back racing in post COVID. That's my uh, goal. Great, great goal. I mean, just just the tiny boy. I think about it. Just just the tiny whoops, seeing them race at an event. I mean, even for just the spectators that have never seen a drone fly in their life, because we all know that that drone technology is the way of the future. I mean, it's it's coming regardless, and and even at uh, that level uh, of just a little drone having a race gets people interested thinking i mean it's all about 
educating the public and pulling pulling as many people into the community as we can. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's it's something time loop racing is near and dear to my heart because that's how I started flying racing, yeah. or I, that's how I started flying. So that's the one thing that I'm going to push out back out to the community and get you guys involved. And it really, it is it is the next step to what you guys are going to be doing if you want that full access, that full control of the drone. Time loops is the way to go. And I have to give out, you know, a good shout out to my sponsor because uh, he really has paved the way for the rest of us, not only for the Tiny Whoop community, uh, but also the Whoop, uh, Tiny Whoop culture. And that's a shout out to my sponsor, Jesse Perkins, um, for putting the first um, formula together to making a great Tiny Whoop and flying the way that we want it to fly um, and making it easy for the next generation of pilots. That's sweet. Absolutely, man. And, and it's, it's great to hear that. Cause uh, again, like <clears throat> I've always wanted, uh, like after seeing, and I've seen the DRL all the time, drone racing league, I'd catch it every once in a while on TV, but I never actually seen them in person until I seen you guys racing that. And that sparked an excitement in me. And that's why, you know, the big thing, bring you on the podcast and, and just kind of get your, just, just your everyday day-to-day and and stuff out there for everybody to hear so so we can bring more light into fpv and into drones in a whole i think that's kind of what we want to capture and what we wanted to capture with this whole podcast so it's amazing what you're doing out there man it's it's so cool to hear all that thanks man i appreciate that so on your on the commercial commercial side where you're doing jobs for business, kind of kind of explain. Uh, I mean, you said you're catch, capturing some FPB for monster trucks. I mean, do you do you do anything else? I mean, how how do how do you uh, how do you come up with how you're billing a customer this and that? I mean, how do, how do you formulate that? I mean, don't talk numbers. Just just how do you how do you recognize your time as you're out there doing paying jobs? Uh, well, I have to. I guess I have to preface this with it really depends on the job. Um, I think you guys know that too. Uh, you know, uh, if I am editing a, a full edit for a customer, um, my numbers go up uh, considerably uh, just off of time alone. Um, but the first thing that I, I do when I get hired on is is i ask the customer what is it that that you're expecting of me everyone uh, every customer has their own shot list or what they're expecting um to expect from your work and then i always take two points of their um shot list and i try to expand on that so for instance the monster truck job they said they wanted a close-up shot of the sh- of the side of it going uh, over the ramp and getting air uh, so i added on to that is is let's follow the, the the truck as close as we can while keeping the same point of interest and uh, then we can after uh, us as a pilot gets comfortable we can get even closer to that uh, and then we kind of just leave it up to the customer to kind of say, okay, this is where I'm thinking. And then it, we both kind of build as we're talking about um, what they're expecting. I think it's very important that we, uh, you know, take a second to, to, you know, actually hear what the customer is wanting and us to be able to fulfill that because FPV 
the people that have full control over it can get as close as we want to the the object that we're trying to film, but it's not necessarily what the customer wants. So we kind of have to back off a little bit and allow those shots. And once those shots become um, fruition, then we can actually work on the shots that we want, that we know that they're ultimately hoping for because the first thing that comes to my mind, and maybe it comes to yours too, is when you think FPV, you think action. Sure. You think sure. fast. You think, you know, you, uh, you think go, go, go. Well, that's what we try to deliver to you. So the first thing that I think of when I hear uh, as a, a trick motorcycle or FMX or monster trucks even is how can I get my drone underneath this to get the most action packed sequence that I can possibly get? And, uh, we just try to, to build upon that as, as best as we can. So. I guess the, the the one two three with the customers to answer your question is is to find out what the customer is wanting, two to build upon that, and then three to deliver upon what you're what you're trying to do. That's um, that's the best thing that I have for you. Yeah, man, that's that's where I was going with with my point there is that every customer, every job is different. Whether it's whether you're flying an agriculture customer, a construction customer, an FPB action shot customer, I don't. I think that it's hard for any of us to determine an X, Y, Z, this is what this job is going to cost. That, that's where I was yep. going with the commercial side. And I think it's, I think it's very, very individual to the customer of giving them what they want, exactly what they want. And, and you have to, you have to ask questions. I mean, what are, what yep. are you, what's your expectation and uh, can I deliver, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Am I the man for the job? You always have to ask yourself the question. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, and, and it is. And it's different from everything that we've done, you know, with either flying something for ag or, you know, just a few months ago flying for trying to find cattle. Um, it's, it's totally different. Every customer is going to have a totally different outlook on what they're trying to accomplish. And if you can fulfill that need... You're in. Yep. If you if you have yep. the ability to fill that need, and you can overcome any obstacles that you might have with it, and and push out that product to that customer the way that that they're expecting it, man, you're you're right there. Yeah, I mean, if you can deliver on what your customer is asking for you, and then give them just ten percent more than that, your foot's not only in the door, but you're halfway there to get to landing the next gig. That's right. That's Absolutely. Right. Yep. Awesome. So, furthermore on that, did you see when flying FPV, I know I remember seeing some of the posts and stuff, you're like, man, you were really excited about the um, doing the monster trucks. Did you see yourself jumping into FPV where you'd actually, were, were just going to do it for fun, and then did, did these jobs land in your lap like that? Was it you just out flying and people seeing your you know, your work that you posted on social media sites? The first couple, I will admit the first couple jobs that I actually landed and they weren't even, I say jobs, they weren't, they were non-paying jobs, but there were still opportunities, which I consider a job. Of course. Of course. So the, the first opportunity that I ever came across, we were actually at a race. We were in a race scenario and we heard a bunch of motorcycles coming down the street. Well, it just so happened that uh, these guys were popping willies the entire 
entire trip. So we waved them down and we got their permission to fly around them. And we said, we just want to capture what you can. And if you're comfortable, we're going to try to get close to the bikes. They gave us permission. And we, of course, uh, two of us uh, sent it and we got some incredible, incredible video. And uh, the bikers were really happy with it. And then that was basically our stair step. They, they said, Hey, we're going to invite you into our um, community on Facebook. And uh, we want you to put out, you know, like we're going to hire and hire you guys to come out and get all of us um, in a fell swoop. And then we will all pitch in for a video for you to edit it. And then that, kind of fell in and people were like well i kind of like this fpv i've seen it online i've seen this really incredible shot and then that led into my first wedding um that i shot so everything's kind of like putting yourself out there and allowing yourself to be seen uh also while um you know trying to just hone in on your craft i mean if i don't fly a drone in a week i get a little rusty and I don't feel comfortable flying, you know, tire length uh, away from a, a motorcycle popping a wheelie at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> so, you know, it's it, it, it all, you know, it all varies. So you, you have to keep up on what you're doing. You have to stay up, up to date on what the equipment is, all while trying to put yourself out there to hope that you land something uh, decent. Yeah, man, that's 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 great advice for everybody out there. I mean, don't don't don't. Uh you know if you're in your infancy of what you're trying to do as a drone pilot or i mean whether you're just flying recreationally or you're you know looking to build your business to be commercial i mean don't don't give up on it you know keep going keep pushing and i mean it'll it'll come to you it's it's all about networking right i mean that's that's what it's all about networking with the right individuals and uh it'll take off i mean trust me i mean you, you just you just just like you said i mean you're you're flying along box at 30 miles an hour i mean i don't know how many feet away you were but i mean that's that's a phenomenal marketing video for you just catching some dudes on the side of the road having a good time yep yeah then the only scary part about commercial work with drones is not only the drone in the name um, can be kind of daunting, but landing your first client can be kind of scary because the drone, people are scared of drones. Sure. Uh, when you say the word drone, people get kind of intimidated by it. So if you overcome, if you overcome that and uh, you show them that, Hey, I have this little tiny drone that I can circle around your feet and, have a good time and interact with you, you know, not only just fly around you, but actually, you know, communicate because I can see you through the camera. And if you wave to me, I can actually stay still and wave back to you. So it's a lot of the interaction that really gets me, gets me excited. Yeah. And that's that, that's where it comes to educating. So like I was saying earlier, I mean, drones are such so much in their infancy I've had it too. Now, I've never gone to anyone and asked them if I could fly a drone and had a negative experience. When you educate and teach and let them know what you can do and why you're there with that drone, it makes life so much easier. So if somebody comes out there and they're really terrified, you know, they, they can't get out and talk to people or they're real nervous, just know that everybody's been in that. Everybody's been in that boat. I've been in that boat. 
Um, yep. And it's, we all it's have. A, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a very ter- it's a very terrifying thing to have uh, to have to overcome. But you overcome that. And the big thing I think that you that you um, pointed on, Jeff, was just knowing your system and having that flight time and getting out there and getting very familiarized with your craft and what you're using. You know, that drone you're using, the equipment you're actually using. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, be, I mean, you have to be comfortable with what you're selling. If you're going to sell it, you have to be comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hold myself to a really high standard on this, and I, I really am firm on it. Is if I don't feel comfortable flying over any situation, I won't do it. And I'm okay with saying this is not the job for me. And I, I make sure that safety is 100% priority, not only for my equipment, myself, but other people. And I find that to be a very, especially with FPV, I mean, when you take everything down to a bare minimum, there's always a risk of something failing or equipment not working properly. So safety is a very, very high concern for me when I fly FPV, especially around people. Very cool. And before I go, I kind of want to get more into the whoop side, but I've wanted to ask you this because during the drone festival, this came up quite a bit and I was asked quite a bit remote ID. So the FAA is pushing out what's what's called the remote ID on all drones by, I think it's what, 2022, 2023 at the max. All drones will have to have remote ID, which basically there's an app that you can download right now on your phone where you can see where every plane flying in the United States where it's at. So all drones are supposed to, I don't know if FPV, uh, tiny whoops are going to be in that uh, niche. If that part of that niche, I don't don't know know how you can put that hardware on those. I don't, well, I mean, it's just a small chip, just a GPS chip, right? I think is what they are. So I don't know if you've heard any, anything much about that. If you want to talk anything about remote ID, I'm a hundred percent against it. I think people are going to get hurt. Um, for it because drones are still so much in their infancy that you know people aren't people are going to have a negative annotation towards it like why is this drone over here and i just i that's the way i feel i didn't know if you you had any you know comment on the remote id that the faa was possibly um, releasing i i have my own feelings toward um the faa uh, uh, based upon the remote id um the whoop size won't fall under the, the remote ID. Um, it, it won't require it based upon their weight regulations. Uh, so anything below, as far as I know it as of now, anything below uh, 250 grams is acceptable. Um, and that's pre-flight weight. So like battery and whatever. So whatever you're going to fly with should weigh below 250 grams. Now, the only problem that's affecting us right now as far as the, the hobby, because drone racing and drone FPV stuff falls under the hobbyist uh, guidelines. And as far as the hobbyist guidelines um, that I'm aware of right now, the only um, downside to it is our 5-inch racing. So our 5-inch racing runs anywhere from uh, right around 250 to 450, even maybe 500. Uh, grams. Um, so it's kind of when you, when you, when you're trying to throw a five inch prop around, uh, which is basically probably what you're, uh, what are you rolling wrong? Uh, prop size are you rolling on the Matrice? Oh, on the seven mat- inch? Uh, yeah, oh, easy. I think, I think it's anywhere from seven to nine inch props. I'm not sure. Yeah. I have to look. 
to be so the, 100%. the DGI is probably what um, a low end KV on a higher higher um, milliamp system. Basically, mm-hmm. that's just drone drone or battery talk. Yep. But right. so in order to throw that five or seven inch prop around, you're going to have to have a little bit of power behind that. Oh, and yeah. all yeah. that, any anything that you that you're increasing power, you're also increasing weight. Of course. Absolutely. So we're in a really limbo situation as far as hobbyists goes because if we want to keep up with five and tracing, we have to reduce a lot of weight uh, in a short amount of time. So as far as that goes, we're 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 having a hard time dealing with that. But anything lower than that, like what I typically race. Um, for fun to practice around with is a three inch drone that runs a three inch prop hmm. and it'll, it'll go anywhere from 50 to, to 70 miles an hour. Right. I mean, as, as the battery tech gets better, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that will improve. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I mean, we all know that battery tech will, will obviously improve over the course of time. I mean, we have, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You run lithiums in it. I mean, mm. I seen you putting your double A's in in the baby drones. Mm. I mean, yeah. it, it battery tech will improve, which will decrease that weight. However, I mean, who who knows where the FFA or <laughs> FFA? Excuse me, that's Future an agriculture term. <laughs> <laughs> FAA will go to. Uh, control this because i mean it's 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 such it's such a stage of infancy that we don't know i mean we were talking to uh homeboy at the at the festival mm-hmm. and he he was an ex faa guy you know i'm just discussing with him and 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 he's talking about how it's it's so localized there's no real general law i mean other than other than your uh uh, weight load it can, it can condense down to a local load for folks even trying to fly recreationally that says you can't fly here you can't fly there I mean Tom and I we work off FAA I mean we work off flight pass of airports stuff like that because I mean we're flying high we're taking pictures I mean we're, we're doing those things but I mean uh, the hobbyist I mean I uh, I'm concerned that if they're if they're not informed that they could get themselves in trouble. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but that that goes with anything, really. I mean, I know that us drone people really see it as a, a burden, um, and doing they're doing what they're doing, and and really, if you look at it from an outs- outside perspective, we're only really regulating and must regulate, which I full heart wholeheartedly agree with them is regulating those commercially transporting um, items. Sure. Um, and, and that's where they really want to crack down on, which, like I said, I, I, I'm full for, for that. But And this is kind of where it benefits the FPV side versus you know, where you guys come into play. There, there's times where I'll, I'll get on scene with a customer and they want a specific shot and they want it with a Mavic. And so I'm like, okay, well, I get my Mavic out, and it's saying, well, GPS error, um, you, a non-flight flight pattern. You don't, you know, yep. you have oh, to have yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> as a DJI oh, yeah. pilot, you're like, oh crap, what do I do? Like, how do I, you know, how do I fix this problem and, and do the job that I'm, I'm required? Now, here's the gray area with FPV. We don't have that equipment that you guys have. We don't right. have those restrictions that you guys have. So it's up to the pilot to maintain his own regulations that, that the FAA is, is guidelining. Now, I have heard recently that they have, uh, authorize uh, local law enforcement to um, keep up with the FAA guidelines. Um, yes. They actually went out to our FRIA, um, our, our, our airspace, and they uh, they started, uh, the military police started writing tickets because really? people weren't, weren't right, uh, flying within line of, and, and I'm not talking about drone people, I'm talking about uh, just aircraft in general. Right. Oh, wow. So they were they were writing tickets left and right at an actual FA Fria. Oh wow! I mean, because so, our, our side, we're I mean, we're considered the same thing. I mean, we we mm-hmm. might as well be a plane flying in the air. I mean, that's and that's yeah. what it's considered, right? So we are considered a aircraft. It's an unmanned aircraft, and you know, on that, yeah, I I had that same thing that happened to me when you know happened to us when we were flying. You know, we we go to take off, and it's like uh, the drone won't take off, and you know, and that'll be you know a conversation for another podcast. But sure. it, it's you know you not knowing that coming, especially coming like from how you are Jeff coming from the FPV side and somebody's like hey I want to can you throw a Mavic up here and you go to throw a Mavic up and this is the first time you've had that kind of a thing you, you don't know where to look for like you know yeah I know where to look and what we need to do to make sure that drone's going to fly every single time but that's crazy yeah I just wanted to kind of you know touch a little base on on the um, remote ID I know that's a huge huge concern you know with a lot of people you know coming up um but more on the whoop side just before we let you go if you got a few more minutes so with the drl the drone racing league Uh that's more of the big drones right so that's more of the big five inch seven inch or three and five inch props they uh on the drl they run a seven inch prop they're uh drones a seven inch yep sweet so Honestly, with these tiny, which those things were so cool. I, I you know, I, those things were flying, like I said, at 80 miles an hour. Like that thing just, it's going. Like if I'm flying, I'm flying 80 miles an hour and I'm moving somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So with the tiny whoops, I really want, and, and the reason I want to bring you on to capture this is to get that insight into the tiny whoops and, and let the community, because, you know, I was stupid excited during there and I was like, man, how much would a setup be? And, you know, being told, like, hey, the setup for one of these, like maybe two, three hundred bucks. Yeah. Like yeah, for you, a full setup. Like I can blood. start flying yeah. with two, three hundred dollars. I can start flying a tiny whoop yeah. as opposed to, you know, when I was first looking at them, at, once we were first talking, I mean, some of them were like twelve, thirteen, two grand, three grand. I was like, yeah, whatever. But I didn't see, but tiny whoops, like two, three hundred bucks, you're up and flying, man. Mm hmm. Yeah. Now, now, like I said, Tiny Whoop uh, is what I started with. You can fly it in your house. It's the starting um, parameters, I guess, would be a 65 millimeter ducted whoop. It's a plastic frame. It runs uh, brushless motors with a little tiny flight controller and a little tiny um, either AIO 
uh, all-in-one camera or an AIO all-in-one uh, flight controller, which has all that cram packed in one little uh, electronic. Um, the Woofs are absolutely amazing for anything inside flying, um, shooting small gaps, which basically means you're going through the legs of a chair or someone's legs uh, or a gate. Um, but Woof flying is great. It's it, it, If you're... I don't want to use the word bored with FPV or bored with DJI, but you want something just a little bit more than what you're flying. Everybody goes out to the yard and is like, hey, I wonder how far I can get it today. I mean, we've all been there, right? Of course. Of yeah. Course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so with whoops, it's like, okay, how can I open up this and make it so much more broad of a spectrum where I'm looking at little tiny gaps in my house from my kitchen to my living room of saying, I bet I can fit my drone in that. And even if you don't accomplish that, being able to go and pick it up and laugh the entire time because I completely smashed my drone into this wall trying to accomplish what I'm trying to do and laugh the entire knowing that my drone's not messed up and I can go try it again. Like yeah. that's the one biggest thing is it, with DJI is if you attempt any of these things and fail, you're looking at weeks to months before you get it back in the air. With with FPV, I can run my 80 mile an hour drone into a a, a fence or a, a race gate and be up and running in 15 minutes. Yeah, it, and I will say with these larger dgis i mean there's no way i'm gonna put a matrice 200 in the house i tried to, i i did that once i started my <laughs> matrice 200 in the house and i was blowing pictures off the wall i mean that thing's like a helicopter mm-hmm. taking off but yeah it's so awesome to hear your your side and and that fpv side and and it's really amazing you know again when we seen you out there and you were flying i mean you're you, you bounced it a couple times maybe off of like you know, there was um, little skirting on the um, tables and stuff, or maybe somebody walked into it, but it would land on the ground. You would flip it over and start flying again. Yep. I did that with the DJI. <laughs> I, game, it's game over. Game over. I mean, go buy a new one. Yeah. <laughs> For a week and, or two at least. And, at least. <laughs> yeah. It was fun because uh, leading up to the event uh, at Drone Film Festival, we were in a private me- uh, message with Chris and Nathan, and and they and Chris actually went out and bought a, a Whoop because a bind and fly really isn't all that expensive. If you're wanting to get into tiny Whoops, there are plenty of what we would call um, ready uh, ready to fly that comes with goggles, remote um, drone, sometimes a little bit of batteries, um, maybe even a carrying case here and there, depending on who you go through. So all that runs around. Um, Anywhere from uh, $200 to uh, right around $300. Uh, like I said, it depends on who you go through with it. But, I mean, getting into FPV is relatively cheap, and especially with loops, like you were saying, is you can I can run this thing into wall. The worst thing that I have to worry about, honestly, flying in my house uh, with a loop is getting it stuck in my daughter's hair. Right. Which has happened a right. hundred times, <laughs> and it, it happens with you know everybody learning to fly anything um, aerial. But you know, if that's the worst thing that I have to worry about, then I mean, sign me up. But these things, the the initial purchase cost to get into FPV, if anybody is out there listening and wondering, is make sure you have the the right controller something that's going to be able to move from drone to drone because you will uh, buy different drones and different styles of drones. And then make sure that you're 
you're optically being able to see uh, everything clearly in the way that you want them to. Those two combinations will take you anywhere that you want to go within the FPV community. All these drones that you see us flying, they're literally disposable. $250 to us is interchangeable with any drone uh, within $35. Right, right. So it's super easy to get into the, the community and get into flying FPV, and it's relatively cheap. Yeah, because if two hundred fifty bucks, I mean that's that's not even one battery for the Matrice two hundred. So it's a half a battery. Yeah, that's a half a battery. But yeah. we are on a whole larger scale. Man, it's been so amazing. Hey, uh, I told you, you know, we kind of keep you about an hour, and uh, I know you're out with your daughter and your family, and you know, thank you so much for coming on here. If everybody wants uh, to find you and uh, be able to follow you on social media and stuff where, where can they find you at and and uh to be able to follow my name is jeff so the two uh the two outputs that i um post mainly to are my facebook page and my youtube page uh, my facebook page you can find me at jeff west uh, at my youtube page it's my name is jeff which is spelled m-u-h-n-a-m-e underscore e-s-j-e-f-f and you can find me on uh, YouTube on that. Uh, I would like to give a little bit of a shout out uh, to all my sponsors, the people that actually keep me in the air uh, and, and being able to do the things that I do, which are uh, Optimized Drone, Tiny Loop, uh, Weebleed FPV, Rec Drones, ICT FPV, uh, and all the people that are in my local chapter. They're the reason that I try all the things that I do and uh, and, and, and reach out to the community is because of them. That's sweet. And we will go ahead and at the bottom, uh, in the show notes, we'll go ahead and tag all of that so you can find Jeff. Jeff, it's so amazing to talk to you, man. Hopefully we can get you back on a future podcast. And um, it's, it's really cool to hear your story and everything like that. So everybody right there in the show notes, go ahead and look down in there. We'll have all of Jeff's contact information so you can go ahead and get a hold of Jeff and, and be able to connect with him and see where he's at and what he's doing. Jeff, we, uh, we appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you coming Thanks. on, sharing your story, talking about, you know, what's, what's uh, you know, on your mind, man. So we thank yeah, I appreciate you. That. We thank you yeah. for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it being asked, and I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Uh, I will say uh, I have a seminar um, coming up within the next few months. I don't know when this is going to be released, uh, but we're looking October, December-ish. Uh, I'm going to be running another seminar, uh, how to, how to fly is basically how the label of it. And, uh, you can tether off of my controls and you can get hands-on experience flying FPV. So if you're in the Wichita, Kansas area uh, around, uh, November, December-ish timeframe, hit me up and, uh, we'll get you learning FPV. Appreciate that. Appreciate, appreciate that, that very much. Hey, have a good one, Jeff. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. Have a good night. See you later, bro. See ya. 